0: At its core, marriage is about priorities. That's according to Barbara Ramey.
1: You really do have to make some adjustments in favor of the marriage relationship because when you do get married, that needs to become the most important relationship in your life. You need to be feeding it the most and growing it the most and paying the most attention to it and you don't have to ignore your friends. But on the other hand, they need to take second place.
0: Welcome to Ever Thine Home with Barbara Rainey, a podcast dedicated to helping you experience God in your home. Thanks for listening. Well, the kids are back in school. The hottest summer days are over, I hope, right? (laughs) Do you love the change in seasons? I know for my family, the fall is one of our favorite times of the year, There are seasons in life, too, aren't there? Today's episode is going to take a closer look at that season of life just after Dennis and Barbara Rainey got married. Our hope is that by getting to know Dennis and Barbara better, you'll be able to apply some of the things they've learned to your own life. They're hoping they can pass on some wisdom to you. Dennis employs a biblical comparison to describe
2: it. The story you're about to hear is really largely as a result of what is captured in Proverbs 24, verses three and four. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So this season of Barbara's life that you're about to hear is really a story of wisdom gained from the Bible and applying it in her life And as a result, it has built our home. And now we're kind of looking back on these seasons and kind of celebrating what what God's done. And it says, and by understanding, it's established. And I thought how much fun it was earlier when we talked about how our marriage was established around Jesus Christ, around the knowledge and experience of Him. And then finally, verse four talks about, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And that's really the result of her having lived out a life that has been obedient to the scripture and we're kind of celebrating a life together that has been filled with all kinds of pleasant and uh, precious riches, and maybe not riches in terms of wealth, but a rich life, certainly.
0: So the early years of marriage, that's a season where we do gain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. On our last episode, Dennis and Barbara told us about their whirlwind courtship and six-week engagement. They said the ooshie-gooshie feelings of infatuation that many of us associate with falling in love didn't come until they were practically engaged. But they did come, and they did marry, and they did go on a honeymoon. Barbara says it was interesting and fun.
1: My husband likes to plan and think ahead, and so he planned this honeymoon. We were married in Houston. We spent a couple nights in Houston. We then drove to Colorado, which is where we were going to be living, and we stayed there a night or two. And then we got in the car, and we traveled around the state of Colorado, and we camped one night. We stayed in a hotel another night. We just kind of went somewhere different every night. I had never been to Colorado in my life. so. He had been there a year, and he sort of knew his way around, and wanted to introduce me to my new home. And so we we went all over the state for about ten days. Was it ten days or was it two weeks? Yeah,
0: it was about ten days. Now, in case you missed that, let me replay something Barbara just said.
1: We camped one night. That's right on
0: their honeymoon.
1: We went camping on the honeymoon, and yes, it was okay, but it was a it was also a brand new experience. One of the things that I learned, probably from the camping...
2: Is that it snows at 8,000 feet in September. <laughs> yes,
1: I learned that, but I also learned that I married someone who likes to do adventurous things, and that this was the beginning of many new experiences that I'd never done before, and camping was the first one. And we camped at 8,000 feet, and I nearly froze to death. <laughs> We went fishing. I'd never been fishing in my life. I mean, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoyed the camping trip, but I just nearly froze to death.
2: We went in the off season, so we stayed at the Broadmoor Hotel for 21 bucks. I mean, we went all over the state, and the, the interesting thing was, Barbara and I have been places all over the world on behalf of family life and have visited some very fun, romantic spots. I've asked her on numerous occasions, what's her favorite? Uh, haven't asked her recently, but for years, uh, that honeymoon was her favorite of all the trips we'd made, notwithstanding the snow at 8,000 feet.
0: Well, it's not unusual for a new bride to wonder what in the world she's gotten into by getting married, but Barbara says she didn't have any tearful moments on her honeymoon.
1: I did not, and I know there are brides who do, but I didn't. I was so convinced and so confident that God had led us to be married, But I just, I really didn't have any doubts. I didn't have any concerns. Well, some
0: might call it naivete, but I think many in the early 1970s were pretty comfortable with the thought of marriage. Barbara says she didn't spend too much time thinking about what life as a wife was going to be like.
1: No, I didn't. But I wasn't really too worried about that either because I had a really good role model in my mom. She was a good wife to my dad and they had a good relationship. And I just didn't come into marriage with a lot of anxiety or a lot of confusion about what I was supposed to do as a wife. But I was real insecure. I, I Because I'm a firstborn and a perfectionist, I really, really wanted to do this job right. I was determined I was going to do it right and I was going to be the best wife ever. And so I did struggle with that. But that wasn't really a part of the... I mean, it was a part of what I did as a wife. But I started worrying about failing later on down the road. But I think... For the most part, the transition was a relatively easy one for me. Now, again, we we had moments, we had struggles, but it was a relatively easy transition. For
0: many wives today, that transition isn't quite so smooth. Their focus is on work and career. Then they get married and they have to try to squeeze being a wife into their already long list of responsibilities. It can feel overwhelming.
1: I think part of the reason that I didn't experience that is because I was still doing, when we got married, what I did when I was single. I was doing ministry on a campus that year before we got married. And then after we got married, I was doing ministry again on a different campus. So my my job was essentially the same before marriage as it was after marriage. So there wasn't tension associated with that. I can imagine that if I had been on the campus doing what I was doing for three, four, maybe five years, and then switched, it might have been more of an adjustment. But I, I didn't really sink my roots that deeply into my job, um, even though I loved it uh, before we got married. So I, I didn't have that sort of ripping away and the and the confusion of identity.
2: She didn't change missions. She had been about a mission of making an impact on people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ on the college campus. Well, we just moved her down to high school as she was working with me because that was a part of my job. And it's why I think young couples today really need to pay attention and evaluate what is my mission? What am I about? Why am I here? What am I designed by God to do? And who is this person that I'm thinking about spending the rest of my life with? Do we have similar missions? Are we about the same thing? And I think uh, much like a bicycle built for two is designed for two people to go in the same direction at the same speed at the same time. I think when a marriage begins with a pair of people, a husband and a wife, yielded to Jesus Christ on his mission for their lives. I'm telling you, there'll still be bumps in the road. There'll be curves and hills and all kinds of issues, but it'll settle a lot of problems on the front end.
1: I agree, and I think that's central and that's the first most important thing. But one of the gifts that we started out with that we did not plan for, we didn't expect that it would be, was that we started out our marriage with neither one of us having a set of friends from before marriage. And I often say to young women who do get married that one of the very best things they could do is make some kind of a change. They may not be able to literally move to a new place like we did, but um, make some kind of a change where you're both starting out together in the same field, whether it's a church or a neighborhood or something, because that was a real gift for us that we didn't even appreciate fully until we looked back. Dennis didn't have a set of friends. I didn't have a set of friends. We had nobody but each other. So we went to the grocery store together. We went did everything together because I didn't have a girlfriend to call and say, Let's go get coffee and talk. I didn't have anybody but him. And that was a real good way to begin our marriage because we were forced to depend upon each other. We were friends with each other. Our relationship really grew quickly because we That was all we had was one another.
2: We had a long weekend one time, and I remember because we didn't have anyone else to go uh, do something Mm with, we drove a little, what was called a Nash Rambler. A green station wagon. That was
1: the car I brought to the marriage. His (laughs) his name was
2: Andrew. Uh, We drove all the way from Boulder, Colorado to... Yellowstone National Park, watched Old Faithful erupt, and came back. And it was a long weekend, but we had that kind of adventure in our first few years of marriage. Really
1: just a year and a half, but the point was is that we We did everything together, and even though we were there in Boulder for a year and a half, we were working with high school students, so we knew the high school students and we knew the parents, but we never developed this group of mutual friends that were all newlywed couples. I don't remember anybody that we were friends with who were also in our season of life, and so we never, even in that year and a half we were there, we never developed another couple friends even. We just did everything, the two of us.
2: One thing I want Barbara to comment on that I want her to share with our audience because this was one of the big adjustments in this opening season of our our lives together was me asking her, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What's going on in your life? Because she was a lot quieter than I ever imagined after I married her.
1: Yeah, I didn't say a whole lot. (laughs) And he would often say to me, penny for your thoughts, and I'd go, well... I don't know. And I'd think about it for a while and then I'd say a little something. But I was very, very shy and I was very quiet. And I, as I said earlier, I really wanted to win and I wanted to do this right. So I didn't want to make any mistakes because if you make mistakes, you can't do it right in my thinking. So I was very cautious about what I would say and what I would do. And so he would ask me a question and I'd say, what do you think about that little sentence. And if he reacted okay, then I might give him another sentence or two.
0: Barbara says if Dennis showed any kind of negative reaction, she would pull back fast. To help us understand, she used an analogy. I'll tell him about the cans.
1: So the cans were his illustration. So he he said that I had this whole warehouse full of goods and inventory. And so in our conversation, I would just set out one can on the counter and if it was received well, then he might get another can from out of the warehouse onto the counter. <laughs> but if not, that first can went back in the warehouse.
0: <laughs> and the doors slammed <laughs> Now, a point of clarification. Just because Barbara and Dennis didn't have a lot of friends in the months following their wedding doesn't mean that any newlywed couple should automatically just ditch all their friends.
1: No, I don't think that's necessarily answered. That just happened to be what We had,
0: But priorities do need to be re-examined.
1: Yeah, you really do have to make some adjustments in favor of the marriage relationship. Because when you do get married, that needs to become the most important relationship in your life. You need to be feeding it the most and growing it the most and paying the most attention to it. And you don't have to ignore your friends if you come into marriage and you're living where you grew up and you've got all these friends. But on the other hand, they need to maybe, for a season, take second place. Or maybe you don't maintain all 20 best friends. You may have to kind of slowly back away from some of them. It's very complicated and it's hard to do. It's really hard for for girls in particular because we just don't ever like to hurt anybody's feelings. And so it can be a hard thing to do. I've talked to a number of young women who have struggled with that in that early season of marriage because they have so many friends and they don't want to hurt their girlfriend's feelings and they want to be loyal to their husband, but they don't want, you know, and it, it's a real tension.
0: Adjustments in marriage can be difficult. When two people with differing tastes and habits begin going about the hard work of becoming one flesh, Sparks can fly.
1: A lot of times we underestimate that. Well, not I shouldn't say a lot of times. I take that back. We always underestimate it, no matter what your age, because it's not just for young brides. It's for any bride of any age, any season of life. It is always a bigger adjustment than we expect.
2: And one of the ways it manifests itself is kind of how we spend our Saturdays. And Barbara thought I was going to be like her dad, which was a giant error because he he was a a brilliant engineer who his idea of tinkering and, you know, having fun on a weekend would be to tear down an engine and rebuild it.
1: Yeah, I just thought Saturdays were for work because in my family, we all worked every Saturday. We rake the leaves and we mowed the lawn and we trimmed the edges and we washed the storm windows. I mean, all of us worked together on the weekends every Saturday.
2: And my dad let the yard die.
1: And it wasn't that I intentionally compared Dennis to my dad. I just assumed that all families were like that because my family was the family that I knew. So that was my standard. And I assumed that his family was like that. So I thought on Saturdays we would work at something. We would paint furniture, we would hang pictures on the wall, we would do some kind of work. He thought Saturdays were for watching sports on TV, watching TV and putting his feet up. And I thought, I don't think so.
2: Going fishing.
1: Yeah, going fishing. Mm -hmm. We had lots and lots and lots of conversations about Saturdays.
2: Those are rookie mistakes. Yeah, They're okay your rookie year, but they're not good to keep repeating.
0: Well, adjustments in marriage can often be the first big hurdle a couple face after the wedding. Isn't it comforting to know that even Dennis and Barbara Rainey had to learn how to relate to one another and adjust their expectations? There's give and take. If you're newlywed, why not sit down with your spouse and talk about ways you can better set aside your own desires and serve one another? Don't forget to check out Barbara's blog at everthinehome.com. If you subscribe, you'll receive regular updates and posts from Barbara to encourage you. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next time for Ever Thine Home with Barbara Rainey.